3: We are live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar where there are significantly less people than there were on
1: Saturday. I can actually like see the floor yes. and, and see around right now. It's, it's a incredible. nice floor. Uh,
3: same floor, original floor from what used to be capitol hill state bank wow one of yes. the oldest banks yes i th- i believe one of those banks and i believe we
1: also have the oldest elevator in denver in this building that's pretty darn cool and uh, man saturday night was popping down at the bar yes it was it was
3: uh obviously the only thing that could have made it better was a nuggets win yep so hopefully we get that tonight come yes. hang out um get here so early like, just however early you think you should get here, get here earlier. So
1: what what you're saying, game's at 8 p.m. So you're saying when you get off work, just come right here.
3: I That's what – I actually was talking to someone last night who said that was their plan. Uh, You know, just get off work. don't No need to go home. Bring, you know, your Nuggets jersey or shirt in, in your car. Flip it on. We've got food bar. here.
2: You're good. But there's also a basic rule. If you come early and stay for the game, you're going to be here for about maybe four and a half hours, right? Tip well ah that's where this is a lesson i learned from my dad many years ago when we go watch a game at a sports bar if we were there for hours kind of grazing but not necessarily eating he said look son you gotta jack that tip up to 35 or 40 percent wow
3: love this it. is good, good yes. life yeah. advice take
2: take care of the people who take care of you because look you're going to come in, you're going to be there for hours that means there's not going to be turnover but you want to make sure that your server gets what they deserve
3: i like that i like that a lot less less tabs gotta have more tips yep, yeah exactly
1: mm-hmm. and and uh that's a, a lo- better
2: way of putting it than i than <laughs> i did so a lot of people won't Very even good. have a table with how uh, no. how packed yeah. this
1: bar gets Which, and that's what makes it so much fun that's kind of the way i
3: like it actually the other day i was sitting down not tonight i'm standing tonight uh i, I want to be you know in the mosh pit mm-hmm. um, it's mm-hmm. just I don't know. It's just a little more fun to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you do I'm want a table, you're absolutely coming up here the, right <laughs> yes, when you get you off of work. Uh, anyways, we, like I said, we're coming to you live from Studio A. Today, the A stands for Are you sure about that? And mm. we'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, but first, a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver. MSU Denver. slash online, where you can go to scope out all they have to offer. And they've got a lot to offer because. They have students there who work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution, meaning this whole thing is set up so that you can get your education, further that education while working a full-time job. They've got 750 total classes, 45-plus online and hybrid programs, so check them out over at msudenver.edu slash online.
1: My boys, what is going on? And we are talking about Garrett Bowles today because we talked to him last week, and Garrett Bowles was perfect Garrett Bowles last week. I mean, he was talking about cows, uh, 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 yeah, what are chickens mooing that? or something or cows croaking? Yeah. Uh, and we also had him get a little emotional. We also had him saying how, you know, he protects his quarterback like it's his wife. I mean, he was prime Garrett Bowles.
3: Yeah, he's, uh, he's so, uh, unique mm-hmm. on the podium. Like, yep. I've never really. Heard someone who talks the way that he does when he speaks to the media. It's
1: because he just he wants to open up and be so real, and then he gets excited about it, and and yeah. things just just go and and they turn into some really fun quotes. What was the
3: cows thing? It was something about cows.
1: Yeah, I think it, he was he was talking about like in the morning the uh, you know the the, the cows, cows are crow crowing or something like that
2: yes he mixes his metaphors yes Mm -hmm. that's one thing I love a good mixed metaphor he, he has some malaprops when he speaks that's okay Yes, a I, sometimes do. they turn out even
1: better. With yeah, here we go. Result. Here we go. I got it. He said, I've never been a kid where I just grew up in everything pretty and the grass is green and the cows are chirping and mooing That's and it. chickens, whatever. <laughs> the cows
2: are chirping. The cows are the chirping. Cows are chirping. <laughs> I love that so much. It's incredible. Uh, but he Don't had,
3: change, Garrett. He had some really interesting comments. One stood out the most to me because, well, I like the confidence, I'm curious to see where you guys stand on this. Garrett Bull said... And I quote, I think I've made myself
1: one of the best left tackles in football. Mm -hmm. And then he continued and said, I just pride myself on that. You talk about the best guys in football. I believe I'm one of them. I believe I'm on the right track to be the best. Respect. And
3: here's where I'm at. He's not right. Uh, I don't think he's one of the best left tackles in football right now. Or at least he wasn't last season. He was the year before. Um, And I guess, you know, if you were to look at the... Overall body of work, you would definitely say no way. Um, But even if you just looked at last season, I think you would say no way. That being said, I think he is on track to being one of the best. Mm. I don't know about the best. And why? Because his quarterback play is about to get a whole hell of a lot better. So...
1: I'm, I am i don't know. Where are you at on this? Well, I agree with you about his quarterback play getting a lot better, but one of the interesting things about Russell Wilson is he doesn't always help out his offensive line. Now, Russell Wilson has not been dealt a good offensive line throughout his career, so it's going to be interesting to see when he has one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines how he manages running around because russell wilson over the past couple of years has been sacked more than any other quarterback but at the exact same time he's also been the the quarterback that's been credited with the most sacks he's been the one that has caused the most sacks so in terms of garrett bowles looking better i'm not quite sure that's going to happen even if russell wilson does take fewer sacks it could still be more sacks than people would like to see, and if Russell Wilson ducks out or ducks out to the left, uh, Garrett Bowles mm-hmm. is going to be credited with probably a few more sacks
2: than he actually should be given. Woody, though, sometimes some uh, he can duck out to the left, but if it's a certain amount of time after, like if it's like six, seven seconds, then some of those are going to fall on the quarterback. I mean, sort of the 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 big the dirty secret that you'll hear from offensive linemen over the years is uh, you learn that it's not that a lot of sacks aren't on the O-line. They're on on the QB, so hopefully that is taken into account where it's like, oh, Bowles got B. Well, if Bowles guides his his man behind and wide and Wilson moves and drifts into him, that's not on bowles that's on Russ.
1: But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's going to be difficult for Garrett Bowles to look like the best left tackle. Or is it just his stats that aren't going to look great? Exactly, exactly, okay. and, right. and mm-hmm. people will be pointing right, at that, right, 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 not right, the right. you know all the in-depth analysis.
3: Here's the best thing I can tell you guys about what's about to happen. Remember how Garrett, Garrett Bowles holds were like the end of the world yep. over the last mm-hmm. how long has he been here? Four years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna be like that anymore. The reason Russell Wilson takes a few sacks is because he tries to make big plays. And guess what? If you get him on one, the next time he's going to get just out of your grasp and huck it downfield and get 35, 40 yards. So, you know, remember like playing the Chiefs and you get them in third and 18 or something and it doesn't even, you don't feel safe at all. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're playing the Broncos over the last six years, if you get them in third and 18... You know, start calling your first three plays of the next series. You are you know you're getting the ball back. It's over. Just don't commit a penalty. Things are about to change dramatically. So while the stats might be there, um, the I think the hysteria that comes with a, a with a Garrett Bull sack or hold is going to be much more dimmed and we'll be able to focus on the things that he does really well, which is a lot. You know, like we've, you know, we've been hard on him. I, like I said, I don't think he's quite yet one of the best left tackles in football. He does a lot of things really well. And I think as the Broncos offense starts to score points and not everyone is always looking for somewhere to point a finger, Garrett Bull's reputation is going to grow and that could help him, you know, get
1: a pro bowl type of honor. Well, and here's what you really hope is, and Garrett admitted this on Thursday, that he was having mental struggles with with the game. And so he hired a mental coach to help him. And one of the things that we saw specifically three years ago, and especially early in his career, one hold, especially at home, would easily turn into two holds, potentially back-to-back or back-to-back series. It would get in his mind. You hope that Russell Wilson is that calming effect to him. And him knowing that Russell Wilson is back there lets him know, okay, I don't need to force things right now. Even though in the past I've had to force things, I don't need to do that right now. I really think that's an advantage
2: that Russell brings to Garrett Bowles, and it's not
1: something that we're ever going to see. It's going to be that subconscious
2: thing from Garrett. thing is, though, how much time does he have to really get better because you can't ignore the ticking clock here on Garrett Bowles. Mm. He turns 30 next month. (laughs)
3: It's crazy. 30 yeah. is washed. I can speak from experience. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what happens when you're 45, then? I, I don't know. <laughs> you <can> tell me. <laughs> I think Mace's mind
1: goes the other direction. Mm-hmm. He just gets wiser as he gets older. That's I true. Don't know. No, yes. I don't I know about that. I just keep getting that. dumber. <laughs> I don't know what's happening.
2: Okay. Well, the funny thing is you... Maybe not dumber, but <laughs> I have a, a friend of mine I work with in Carolina, and he has a theory on, like, if you... You see, if you'd ha- already if you'd had kids, then he says, "Look, what happens is the space in your brain that's filled with sports minutia ends up being filled with parenting type stuff, mm. like knowing what your kids are watching on television and how they're doing in school and that kind of thing." But you don't have kids yet, so I can't explain it. Yeah. If there was a if there was a little RK running around right now, I'd totally I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's typical." Too many nuggets in abs playoff games yeah. <laughs> man yeah. i can't wait for tonight i can't wait for tonight but either.
1: one other thing uh, to c- kind of going to mace's point of why garrett Bowles may not be trending in the right direction is Mike Munchak is gone. And they, it was undeniable what Mike Munchak was able to do for him the first year he got here. In fact, Mike Munchak, we'll see this year. Could he be credited for all of Garrett, for, for not all, but a big majority of Garrett Bold's success? Remember, the Broncos didn't pick up his fifth-year option because right when Mike Munchak got there, Garrett Bolds was Garrett Holtz. He was getting called number 72 when the fans were booing left and right. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Mike Munchak gets here, what? halfway through the season it was like this guy needs to be paid as one of the best left tackles in the nfl mike munchak no longer here broncos are bringing in first time uh, D, uh offensive line coach butch Berry to help him now gary points to or, or, or garrett points to uh i'm struggling gary just like uh, i'm yeah. struggling just like garrett on the mic today uh and garrett points to um, Trent Williams as being one of the top left tackles in the NFL and that's where Butch Berry was he, and he says you know, it, Butch knows how to coach great left tackles and make them great I like where your head's at Garrett Trent Williams was a top left tackle in the NFL before he got to San Francisco, before he got with Butch Berry. So, Hopefully he was just watching what makes Trent Williams great and then can, uh, can can give that to Garrett.
3: Well, okay, so you bring up a good point about, about Trent Williams how old is Trent Williams?
1: 32? I think so okay
3: yeah. okay so best left, le- arguably the best left tackle in football 32 um how old is 33, 33 about to be 33 34 30, this, 34 year. this summer. okay exactly so yeah. and if you go around the league and start pointing to some of the best left tackles in football david bakhtiari yep. um who else um you have armstead arms we talked uh, about a lot he's right at 30 right yep okay um so if you look around 30, while it can be a huge drop-off for certain levels of players, uh, we know it doesn't impact quarterback, and we, definitely, and we definitely know it doesn't impact left tackle. So while no one ever liked the fact that the Broncos drafted Garrett Bowles at 25 years old, it's not as if you can point around and say, oh, yeah, there's a huge drop-off that happens for left tackles once they hit 30.
1: In fact, look at the left tackle that just won the Super Bowl and is now retiring. Yep, He was 40? 40. Forty-two.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, also note this: with Trent Williams, the first time he was first or second team All-Pro was at age twenty-seven. Yep. The first time for David Bakhtiari was at age twenty-five. Taron Armstead also in his uh, mid-twenties when he got that for the first time. So well, it, they it, they it, were they were basically at a higher level sooner. Sooner. Yep. In part, I mean that was look that was part of the whole thing with Garrett Bowles was yeah you know, there were some teams that even crossed him off the board because they said hey. He's gonna be 25 when he plays his first NFL game. He's over. He's overaged.
3: Wait, but wasn't Garrett Bull's second team All-Pro at 27? He
1: was. He was. Yep.
3: So he's on. He's yeah. on the. He's on the. Uh, he's on the track. Uh, I'm not. I don't think he's going to be in that conversation. Honestly, I think he can be at the top of tier. Be 28.
2: two. 28. He would have been 28. 28. Okay. Because he so, was born in '92.
3: But you know, he's in that in that mm. late 20s is when he you know started hitting his peak. Um, and again, it was kind of a fluky season. Uh, and he wasn't able to back it up last year. So now there's still questions to be had.
2: And his best season was with no fans in the stands. Exactly. And that, to me, I, that is still a concern that I have. And that's it's, why I said a fluky yeah, season. Yeah, he operated he as best in a vacuum.
3: For sure. My point, though, is that especially if he looks better this year. And, and again, you mentioned the sack stuff. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Wilson takes sacks and he's just okay with it um but does can he get back to that form where he's really clean he's not getting into his head all that stuff and if he can I'm not worried about his age because I think he can play at a high level for an entire another contract
1: Uh, I completely agree I'm I'm not worried about his age either and this is a massive year for Garrett Bowles and he kind of needs to be in that top set, top of the second tier and that's where I think he is guys when it boils down to this I don't think Garrett Bowles is a top 5 tackle in the NFL I think he's probably that second wave you know borderline top 10 tackle now that's overall tackle so potentially a borderline top 5 left tackle in the NFL I think he can be in that conversation do I think he's realistically going to be the, the best tackle in the NFL year in year out no I don't think so but he doesn't need to be because right now guys he is the 12th highest paid tackle in the nfl making 17 million dollars a season the 12th so you don't expect him it wouldn't be fair to expect him to be the the number one uh best tackle in the nfl he's the 12th so can he be right around there and i think that's realistically where he can be and why this year is so big for him is he has a cap hit this year 21 million dollars he's getting paid this year after this year. His cap hit next year is $18 million. The year after, it's $20 million. Still pretty big cap hits there. Uh, you, you need a guy to be good in order to live up to that, but the Broncos can get out of it. Only $8 million in dead money if they move on from him after this year. So they could save $10 million and then save way more in 2024. So what does he have to do to be on the team next year? Be formidable. And what, what is that? Top half? Yeah. Top Top 15 tackle in the NFL. There's just
3: no way that's an area where you're going to pinch pennies um, if you have a solid starter there.
1: Here, Okay, and here's a situation where it could happen. The Broncos drafted tackle. It was 64 or in, or, or in the third round this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kind of have their eyes on him being a right tackle. But then let's say one of the right tackles you have. Calvin Anderson Mm -hmm. steps up and develops into a solid right tackle. He's cheap. Uh, You you have Billy Turner turn into a good right tackle, and you say, well, this this kid who we draft in the third round next year, he can play left tackle, and let's save $10 million. You're not doing that if Garrett Bowles is a top-10 tackle in the NFL. If he's right at average you may be doing that but if he's in the top half i agree with you ryan you're not going to make a big hole for yourself especially with russell wilson as your quarterback
2: exactly
3: how about this news just coming down denzel ward five years 100 million 71 million guaranteed highest paid corner in nfl history luckily you don't have to worry about pat Sertan for another four years but you may want
2: to add about on a that's on a per year basis you may want to add about 20% yes. to that You yes. So you're probably talking about Pat Sertan when it's his time, $24, or 25000000 a year. Yep. And you yeah. do it. You don't worry yeah.
1: about it. You just you sign on the dotted line.
3: It's just crazy. I mean, the way these guys are getting paid, also 70% of that contract guaranteed. Um, if I'm a valuable player, I'm settling for nothing less than 100% guaranteed in this day and age, mm-hmm. but that's pretty good compared to the way things used to be.
1: Man, that is a ton of money. It is. Um, and we're talking about the guy that was picked one pick before Bradley Chubb.
3: And he's only 24. Look at that. As a first-round pick getting his contract at 24 uh, rather than a, what we're talking about right now. Now I know it's a set, it would be a third contract, I guess, for Garrett Bowles uh-huh. um, if he were to to resign again. Or, like you mentioned, the Broncos could – there is a situation where I think they could move on um, – but I kind of have a feeling that like Garrett Bowles is going to be here forever. Um, because, wow, and ever. Yeah, because he's almost the perfect mix from a cap standpoint of this guy's good enough that we want to keep him around, but he's not so good that we have to pay him insane money. Um, and that ta- that tackle position is so difficult to fill when you don't have it. That if you have a guy like i said top half of the league you're gonna keep paying him and you're gonna keep re-signing him in my opinion and i think garrett would want to be here especially during the russell wilson era <laughs> the only thing that i worry about is remember i've talked about this with melvin gordon the stakes are so much higher now that every mistake where i talked about it earlier you're going to be able to overcome it more but the stages just get greater and greater And let's say you're Sunday night football playing for first place and you have a hold on third down. That would have been a first down. Now it's third and 20. You don't get it. That type of stuff is going to be the opposite of what I talked about earlier where I said you can overcome it in those big, big, big moments. If something like this happens, then it's going to have the opposite effect where people are going to be twice as mad about it.
1: And what if he does live up to, to being this uh, one of the best, if not the best left tackle, you know what he could say after this year, he could say, Wait, wait, wait. This next year, I'm making $14 million as my base salary. The year after that, I'm making $16 million. So these next two years, I'm averaging $15 million. And Trent Williams, a guy that I aspire to be, he's making $23 million a year. Pay me. Show me the money more. Re-up me. Because I want more of that guaranteed money. I want a fully guaranteed contract. And right now, I'm $8 million cheaper than what this other guy's making. He could easily make that case. He could. And then what do
3: you do? And that's the... That's the problem, um, you know, with the player empowerment era. I think I've said this on the show before. It's real easy to be uh, all for it when the team sucks. Yeah. Uh, when you start competing for championships and you're trying to keep the roster together, it, you know, for from a fan perspective, a lot of people are going to be a lot more annoyed with the idea that you have you have two years
1: on the contract that you signed. Right.
3: What do you mean right. you want more money? Yeah. We haven't but, had
1: many of those conversations, like you said, because the team hasn't been good.
3: Right. It doesn't matter, and you know, now it does. Uh, and you know, I remember um, people won't want to admit the, this now, but there was a huge anti Demarius Thomas, uh, you know, contingent out there when he was holding out for more money, um, you know, in in during the Peyton era, because everyone's saying, "What do you, what are you doing? Like, we got to get out there. We got to, you know, Peyton's so such a meticulous quarterback that." You're wasting, you know, days at training camp that are so valuable. You're putting yourself before the team, but that's what these guys, you know, put all that that aside. These guys should be putting themselves first uh, because it's a short-lived career and it can be over at any moment. So I'm always going to support the players getting as much money as they can, but it's going to be more annoying now <laughs> that you know that the, the the games matter and the roster construction matters and all of this is going to be the difference between. Did you go out in the first round, or did you go to the Super Bowl?
2: And the thing is, there comes a point where if you go out in the first round, let's say you do that two or three years in a row, does the player start losing hope? Do they, If the quarterback especially, like, I mean, is it possible that five years from now, Russell Wilson might look around and say, I want to go finish my career somewhere else? And with of the course. way,
1: yeah, with the, with the and, way, I mean, Tom Brady may yeah. end up being in Tampa Bay for three years and then yeah, um, going somewhere else after this year.
2: You can't dismiss that anymore.
1: No, you 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 really you really can't. And really quick on that Denzel Ward news, what percentage would you give that in the next year, Gary, or Bradley Chubb signs a deal five years, hundred million dollars?
3: Uh, zero percent.
1: Zero. Yeah, I think you're crazy for that. Really? Absolutely. Just because
3: if he has a if he balls out this year,
1: if he comes and gets not even you know breaks the record for sacks, if he has 15 sacks. That's what he's getting.
3: Yeah. Okay, so I guess it's more than 0%. Um, It's 25%.
1: Yeah, so 25% chance he has a 15-sack-ish season.
3: Yeah, I think DraftKings would give you better odds than that. Um, But maybe it's 20%. Yeah,
1: I think it's probably right around there.
3: It's so hard to tell, and uh, and I I didn't mean that as a knock on on Bradley at all. It's just there's so little production on the whole. But I do
1: forget... All it takes is one. All all it takes is one. Heck, all it takes is like a good half of his season. He could come out ten sacks in his first eight games, and then before the season's over, before the season's halfway over, he's getting that. Deal. What's Randy Gregory getting? Fourteen.
3: Okay, so for for Bradley to to get that much more than that, so he would. I mean, he would be getting more than Chandler Jones.
1: He's I'm younger. going down.
3: I'm going down. His it's it's fifteen percent or less.
1: No, because here's here's the argument. Now, I'm sure the Broncos would use Chandler Jones as as a counter to Bradley, but Bradley would say, Whoa, whoa, you gave 14 million to Randy Gregory, who has the most sacks he's ever had, is what, six in a season? Mm. Eight? So it, you gave that to him. I just had fifteen. You got to pay me double that. And then they'll come down and be like, okay, fine, not double, but 20.
2: If he does that, wonderful. But we are talking about a guy whose career sack rate is half a sack a game. Who's
1: getting 20 million as pass rushers? Um, there's a lot. Uh, let me
2: TJ Watt, let right? Let me
3: pull it up. Yep. Okay. T, well,
1: TJ Watt's getting $30 million. Isn't, um, I
3: mean, is it all pro every year?
1: Yes, I agree. He's not in that same superstar. In that same I category think he has TJ Watt yeah. at twenty eight million, Joey Bosa, twenty seven million, superstar. Miles Garrett, twenty five million, Max Crosby, twenty three and a half million. Star, high star. Khalil Mack, twenty three and a half. Former superstar. Leonard Williams, twenty-one million, and Von Miller at twenty million.
2: But asterisk by that, because that is the total value of the contract, which he isn't likely to see. His value for the next three years, which is the guarantee basically the guarantee it's basically a three-year deal of, of, of over a little over $17 million, which year. is slightly over where Chandler Jones is. And I, wow. I think that was telling that he got a little bit, in terms of the guarantee and how it practically works out in the contract, he got a little bit more than Chandler Jones. I Bradley, would bet-
1: Bradley Chubb's agent isn't going to go with the practical route, though. He's going to say, no, 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 no. Bond's yeah. getting $20 million a year. You you have you have nothing that you can compare money. to what Vaughn is. Uh, you could have a 15 sack season this year.
3: Okay. All right. Well,
1: I, I'm not even saying he gets it from the Broncos.
3: I understand that. I well, don't. I'm, I don't think it's it's gonna happen. I would say that his ceiling is around 20.
2: Um, but man, the way that the I don't know. I I I would bet against it. Heavily. I'm an advocate of tag of tag and trade. If he has a season like that, tag him a team says yeah they'll give him that sort of contract you could probably get a first round pick for him
3: that would be that would be uh that would be nice um but uh, i hope it happens again i want these guys to ball out and get all their money um but 20 is really high if von miller's the bottom the 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 lowest guy getting 20 you've got a lot to prove to be able to say you're going to get the money that he's getting especially considering von miller is getting that money not necessarily because of his body of work over the last few years, but because of what he did for the
1: Rams in a Super Bowl run. Twenty million dollars is simply not that much anymore. There's almost 40 players getting 20 million dollars or more per season. But that, how many of those are quarterbacks? Um, a, a good amount. But I mean, we're talking wide receivers, we're talking passers, we're talking inside linebackers, defensive linemen. I mean, it is it is mixed a lot here.
2: Yeah. Wait, who's the inside linebacker getting twenty million points? Um,
1: you have uh um who's the guy out in uh in San Francisco? Fred Warner. Yes, Warner. Fred Warner. Yep.
3: I'm I'm sorry, I, he's get, he's getting nineteen and a
1: half. Okay. Close, okay. close okay. enough <laughs> though.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. Brandon Cooks is making nineteen what was your main point that what well, we spiraled off of there?
1: Um uh, just about will Bradley Chubb get uh what are the odds that he gets five years hundred million dollars?
3: And then I said the odds are low,
1: and then I agreed with <laughs> okay, you okay, okay. that the odds were low. I just think twenty million dollars <laughs> isn't as eye popping as it's been in the past.
3: Fair enough. All right, quickly, want to remind you uh, to come down, hang out at the DNVR bar tonight. I don't even know if you can call it hanging out. Come party at the DNVR bar tonight. <laughs> um, you do have more time, like because it's an eight o'clock start. You have a lot more time to get your your you know your your stuff together before you come over here. But I would I would uh encourage you to come as early as possible it's going to be an absolute blast come hang out get some food um the move is definitely to get when you get here early eat right away yeah um and then you know you can move on to drinking breck brews and, and hanging out and watching the nuggets win i'm super stoked about this game um because a lot of people are really like whiny about the nuggets right now and i feel like especially in this office uh, and I feel like that always results in a win right after mm. everyone gets really whiny.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. And my move at the bar on Saturday night when it's packed, you go to the left side of the bar and you just get the get the beer, the beer tubs. And But yep. what I was doing was I was going good company hard seltzers yep. and man, the apple pear good oh. companies the first time I had the apple pear one what? and I gotta say it pops in flavor yeah
3: that w- pops I would have told you to have that as your first one you ever tried. I, I'm
1: not really a, an apple flavored guy oh. and but you're like a
3: bubblegum ice cream guy. It,
1: exactly yeah yeah <laughs> so I you know I want the honeydew I want those flavors mm, and okay. gosh the apple pear just it, it's an explosion of flavor it tastes like a Jolly Rancher and you can't go wrong with anything that Brew does of course we talk about the beers all the time but I have especially entering some warm weather Tomorrow's almost 80 degrees. You gotta check out the good company Seltzers, whether you're at the bar or whether you're just going to the liquor store, make sure to grab good company.
2: Also check out Athletic Greens. A lot of people on the staff here have been working that into their daily routine to help out with their get nutrition, get proper gut health, et cetera. What Athletic Greens is, is I heard it goes
3: w- great with a Pop Tart mace. <laughs>
2: Only if it's got Fruit in it, fruit flavoring in it. Mm. Only goes great with Could like do raspberry. Pop tart. Yeah. No. God. By the way, my parents had s'mores pop tarts. Oh, the best. Yeah. Terrible. Beyond. So good. I looked at him like, what are you guys doing? Anyway, yeah. but back to Athletic Greens. You're not gonna get the nutrients from pop tarts, but you'll get them from Athletic Greens with one scoop. And then you put it in, put it in water, stir it up, or shake it up, mix it up. You're going to get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, and all those things. So if you're worried about turn about being turning 30 like RK is, then the Athletic Greens will help you feel worried. a little bit younger there <laughs> there you go and if you want to get in and check out what they've got over athletic greens go to athleticgreens.com/broncos that's athleticgreens.com/broncos and to make it easy athletic greens will give you a free one year supply of amine supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase again that's athleticgreens.com/broncos take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate ultimate in daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash broncos
3: awesome we uh we go and pick of the week now or later well later okay all right yeah. um speaking of the weather tomorrow uh going down to spring valley with mm. spence and mitch big drive spence big drive, mitch as you guys may know them uh going for the hole-in-one challenge again mm. Last year I believe we hit upwards of five hundred shots <laughs> and we're unable to uh, to hole one. What what do you give our what are you putting our chances at? What if you're bet if you're setting the line, what are you setting the line at that we get a hole in one tomorrow?
1: I think Bradley Chubb has a better shot at getting hundred million <laughs> in the next year than you do at getting a hole in one. I have I mean, confidence in you. Odds though.
3: wise, I yeah. would say that's probably true.
1: Yeah, so I'll go so it's all of you.
3: So last I mean, you could say maybe it's one in five hundred, but like the If you were to just Google, like, what are the odds of getting a hole in one? Now, it's a little different if you're just hitting one shot right. for one hole. Right. It's right.
2: 12,500 to one, but for pro golfers, it's 2,500 to one.
3: What if you get 100 shots at the same right. flag right. in a row? It's got to change it.
1: I'm going to go. I'm going to give you 1% chance. Okay. All right. I'm, I, I'm telling you there's a so chance. So you'll give me you 100,
3: 100 to hundred pizzas to one odds on a pizza I <laughs> certainly
2: will not be doing that. I would go broke, bankrupt. Okay. You're not professional. What, what's your handicap? A five-ish. Okay, pretty good. I'm going to yeah, say, say so. in a, in, instead of the 12,500 to one, I'd say in a vacuum, you'd be about 8,000 to one. You'd. Spence be... and Mitch are both but scratch we're, golfers. We're doing it for all three of you guys? Everyone gets... So we're you just have swinging three, away. So you have 300 I think shots. think we might
3: even have more. So you have 300 shots
2: in total then, right? We're going to probably have... We're not going to limit it. It's just as long as we can go. Okay. Um... Well, hell. Let's assume, let's assume six hundred shots. Let's just say it's like you guys are going to driving range or something. Um, six hundred shots. I would say probably you guys have about a six percent chance.
3: Nice. Mm, that's nice. good. All right. Bigger I think we're. Chance, I think we have a hundred percent. chance. I think that was just uh, happening. Of course you did. I think was a, yeah. that was a
1: bold move for you to uh, go out to Top Golf yesterday and, and wear down your arm a little bit.
3: No,
2: warmed up. Mm, not warm, worn worn okay. down.
1: And then today's kind of the day off.
2: Yep. Yep. I think you had about the same chances as North Carolina had of reaching the final four. So can be done. There you go. Mm-hmm. See? It it's possible. What are the Nuggets' chances of making the finals, by the way? About six <sighs> percent? Man, they've gotta be pretty low seven, now. Yeah. 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 Probably not even six percent. So you have a better chance than the Nuggets of making the finals. There we go. Yeah, it's good. gonna happen. I just
3: I just feel it. I feel it in my bones. Which one? The hole in one or the nuggets? The Nuggets, no, the hole in one. <laughs> uh, maybe both. Maybe if we get the hole in one, the Nuggets will go to the finals. It's like a oh, correlated thing. Lots on your back. Yeah, Good we luck. can we can handle it. Speaking of my back, <laughs> I'm a little sore from Topgolf. Uh, it's thirty things. Really, really sucks. Um, all right, we have a little bit of an ownership update uh, coming in this morning. Uh, so I guess for that, we'll toss it to Zach in Sports. Well, thanks, Ryan.
1: And Weather the Broncos have narrowed down their. Yes, thank you. The Broncos have <laughs> narrowed down their search for the next owner to five potential buyers, and three of the groups were announced, according to Sportico today. One of them led by Rob Walton, Rich Rob, as we'll call him. Another one led by Josh Harris, and another by Todd Bowley. And of course, those guys all have, or those those previous two, all have connections to other sports organizations. Ryan, back to you.
3: Yeah, and we're actually going to talk to our expert on the uh, sports ownership <laughs> yeah. situation here. Mace, what teams are these guys involved with?
2: All right, well, Todd Harris or Josh Harris, Josh Harris, pardon me. Josh Harris is the primary owner of Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. Okay. And so he own, a little, and little he owns 18% of Crystal Palace, which is in the Premier League. A little trivia, Crystal Palace's ground, Selhurst Park is um is AFC Richmond's home ground in Ted Lasso ah, Nelson so road. He that's, owns- that's one of the reasons why AFC Richmond has very similar colors to Crystal Palace.
3: So he owns the team with the second best player in the NBA uh, and he owns the team that employed the second best goaltender in NHL history.
1: Mm, yes, you're right. You're right. I see where you're picking up on that. Yeah. 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 What
2: about Crystal Palace? What do they have? That's second best. Mm. I mean, they're not even second best in London. They're kind of down the list a little bit. Okay. So Crystal
1: Palace mm. sounds like a place you go in Vegas at 2.30 a.m. It, yeah. surely does. Yeah. Yes. it surely does. And then
2: Todd Bowley, who is the CEO of Eldr- Elridge Industries, which is a holding company, he's got 20% of the Dodgers. I'm out. 27% of the Lakers. I'm extremely out. Part ownership of the Los Angeles Sparks of the WNBA. I have no hard feelings towards them. And he's actually got couple of irons in the fire right now not only is he pursuing the Broncos he is also part of a group that would like to buy Chelsea in the Premier League from Roman Abramovich
3: oh this is worst case scenario uh no way do I want to cross-pollinate the
1: Lakers Dodgers and Broncos well then don't worry about it Ryan because he (laughs) is worth that was Todd
2: yeah, Todd Todd Bowley is worth six point two billion. Right, right. And Josh and Harris Josh is, is worth five point six billion. Hmm,
3: and uh, that seems
1: like it's more than uh, ten times less than Rob Walton. It is. Those guys could go in and put all of their net worth together and bid them together, which they're not going to do, and still not even come close. I wouldn't be shocked if, and it doesn't seem like it's going to reach the five billion price point. But if, uh, if Rob Walton wants this. He could say, how much are you guys? What's your net worth? Okay, that's my bid for the Broncos. He can push them all in. Yes, he could push them all in and then some, and the team would be his. So to me, this isn't a competition still. So it's over. Unless one of these other two unnamed people um, are a monster person, I mean a top 20 wealthiest person in the world, it's over because Rob Walton is the 18th richest person in the world, and he doesn't put this initial bid in and become one of the final five if he's just going to back out. In the right. I mean,
2: the other thing is Rob Walton may have a certain number. Even though he's worth $70 billion, he may say, well, I don't want to go past 4.5, but I doubt that would be the case because, and while the football, I would hope, would be important to him, probably the bigger play long-term is, and that's why we talk about stadium and facility development, that sort of thing, is I think the bigger play for him, as it is for the Walton family in general, as we see with Stan Kroenke, it's the real estate play. Like SoFi Stadium put a lot of money into it, but it's as much a real estate and getting a valuable tract of land and maximizing it as it is I want the Rams to do well.
3: Is that one of the reasons why Kroenke – privately funded that because it it helps them in that way in one way or another there's
2: more well obviously there's more that you can make if you if if you are privately funded the other thing is in in California the appetite for publicly funded stadiums right now is non-existent mm-hmm. if he wanted but he pub- also privately yeah. funded the right. Pepsi Center at the right park. well he he didn't build no he bought the team the Pepsi Center was already built okay yeah if he, you he okay. didn't build. Stan Kroenke did not build Pepsi Center okay. or Ball Arena. When I googled that, it said he did. But I'll <laughs> take your word. Yeah, he, he 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 bought he bought the team after the construction project was okay went forward. So or the teams, I should say. So the thing that obviously Rob Walton could do whatever he wanted here. The question would be: Would Rob? I think also, if Rob Walton bought the Broncos. Would he partner with Stan Kroenke on something long-term? Because we continue to hear rumblings about Kroenke wanting to build his own building for uh, his own new building for the Nuggets and the Avs and turn this into a real estate play. And that's the key. And that is also kind of the key thing. Remember, even though Stan Kroenke privately funded SoFi Stadium and all the development around it, he still, he decided that even though he was paying for all that land, and all that development, that it was a, it would appreciate the asset that was the loss the 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 Rams, which necessitated the move from St. Louis mm-hmm. to Los Angeles. So even though St. Louis was giving a lot of publicly funded money, the ceiling was higher with a privately funded project in Los Angeles.
1: Is Sam's Club named after Rob Walton? Because his, his name his, is Samuel Robson no, Walton. Named
2: after his father. His father mm. Sam okay. <laughs> Sam Walton founded Walmart. Yep which is then which also was Sam Club. Sam's Club Bud Walton, Sam's brother is involved with it, but Sam was kind of at the was was basically the the guy that was primarily in charge. We sure but, we didn't
1: he didn't name it after his son? I'm positive. Yes.
2: <laughs> I'm absolutely positive. Because it was named after Sam it was named after Sam Walton, all the Sam's Choice and all that. That is after Sam Walton, the OG of this whole thing. Of course, Stan Kroenke married Ann Walton, who was a daughter of Bud Walton. And Rob Walton is Sam Walton, one of Sam Walton's children.
1: Sam's Club field at Mile High makes a whole lot of sense. No, it's Re-
2: got to be Mountain Lightning Field. I mean, you got to you got to play into that specific mm-hmm. brand, that ge- the geography of the region. That'd Honestly,
3: be- people have said like Walmart, that would suck. I'm like, it's all better than Empower. Okay. <laughs> no one even knows what Empower is. I still don't even
2: know what Empower is. Um, real quick, it's a retirement. This- it's a retirement. Um. Savings com- retirement funds company Can investment we be company, sure? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: um, but that's why this- that's why it meant something for Empower to sponsor uh, the stadium because people outside of the financial services industry didn't really know what Empower was. It's why Raymond James stuck its name on the stadium in Tampa yeah. because Ra- Raymond James was well known in the financial world, but didn't really wasn't really well known beyond that. Well, it was a play to and even ball like pe- people people. New ball jars. Well, balls getting into aluminum, as we've often yep. discussed and talked about. So it's a. That's why, like Pepsi. What did Pepsi get from putting its name on Pepsi Center? Everyone already knew Pepsi. Yeah. What does Amazon get? Same, same real, thing. Real or real even quick. Walmart.
3: Uh, this is from a Forbes article in 2019. Uh, for the first time since buying an NBA and NHL team, billionaire Stan Kroenke has both teams in the postseason and no debt on the Pepsi Center, the arena he privately financed.
2: Now he i only he, he he bought the team in the arena and then he probably assumed the debt but the that that was in play before he bought the team
3: but in the either way it, it's his building yeah. yes he paid for that and yeah. that so there must be some he probably assumed they're the not debt. just doing that he probably assumed he probably <laughs> assumed the debt on <laughs> right.
1: there's got to be some uh yeah. some kickback right well it's because just i think say. they
3: want to own the land and so they can expand and right. Right. all that stuff
1: yep and The land out by DIA is getting more valuable, but if you build a whole honking complex out there, it's going to be so valuable. It
3: is going to be very valuable. Anything else on this
1: ownership thing real quick? Don't forget about the name Rob Walton.
3: Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> you can, you can pencil them in as the next owner of the Denver Broncos. It's, it feels like
3: it's done and dusted. Yep,
1: yeah, it does. It really does. And now the, the, the only other thing is these ownership groups, uh, and, and potential owners are meeting with Broncos management in early May to kind of then get this final process started.
3: The cool thing, you know, I, I'm a bright side guy. The cool thing is you get to call every other NFL team poor, after Rob Walden
2: buys the Broncos like Ugh. big
1: time poor yeah. <laughs> yeah so
2: just to clarify Stan Kroenke didn't buy the Nuggets and Abs until 2000 okay and Pepsi Center slash Ball Arena was completed a year earlier so he just bought he bought it it was part of like he he just I guess he must have just bought, he the, bought the whole. he bought the teams he bought the arena he bought it all in lock stock and barrel makes sense
3: mm. interesting yeah. um, it's interesting that they would f- phrase it that he privately financed the arena because right. it doesn't if it was already built. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. um, DraftKings. Yes. You want to tell
1: us? Yes. I want to tell you about DraftKings because... Guys, every single week, they've got a new deal going on. And this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. So bet on the NBA playoffs, and if your team wins, you get $150 in free bets. That's all you have to do. No, your team doesn't have to win. All you have to do is bet, and you get $150. So bet on the Nuggets tonight. Five bucks on them to win. If they win, $150 bucks plus your winnings. If they don't, 150 bucks. And you are good to go. Or like 165, and... if they win. Right now is the time. Yeah, because what are they? Plus two ten or something Ish. around there. Dang. Yep. Now is the time to get in to be in on the playoffs. DraftKings also going to have awesome draft bonuses and props that we'll be breaking down in the next week. So get in. Head to the App Store now. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. Again, bet five dollars and get 150 dollars in free bets. Over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Can't be a problem. Call 1-800-522-4700.
2: By the way, real quick, Ascent Entertainment Group originally funded Pepsi Center. There we go. But it was mostly private. Okay. So he just assumed the debt and everything.
1: And let's get into our DraftKings pick of the week. And uh, speaking of tonight's game, I'm going Jokic over everything. Ah. Now, I'm, I'm not parlaying these because one of them may not hit, but I'm going over points. His points, 28 and a half. I'm going over rebounds. His rebounds, 13 and a half, which is still just mind-blowing. I'm going over assists, which is at seven and a half. I'm going over threes, which is at one and a half. Good juice on that one, too, plus 175. Yeah, I'm going over points, rebounds, and assists, which is at 49 and a half. I'm just taking Jokic over everything.
3: All right, I'll zero in a little bit just to help – Our listeners, if they only want one pick tonight, it's rebounds for me. Uh, Over 13.5, I thought it was a big problem for the Nuggets the other day. Uh, Usually, Jokic feels these things, understands these things, and says, all right, we're not going to let that happen again. Um, So, if there's one major adjustment, I think, tonight, it's that the Nuggets do a better job of rebounding. Um, And I think it'll be led by Jokic, who will end up having, like, 16.
1: Man, and if that's the case, then I just love the points, rebounds, and assists at 49.5. For sure.
2: For sure. Uh, Clayton Kershaw coming off. I wish I could take <laughs> yeah, over on per- Jokic free throws. Oh.
3: There's no way they're letting him shoot two free throws again.
2: No,
1: I agree. Sorry. Go right, ahead, That's May. okay.
2: Clayton Kershaw take the over on the strikeouts tonight, six and a half. They playing
1: the Braves? Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> and also,
2: that is like you talk about a bad pitching matchup for, the, for Atlanta. Clayton Kershaw, who was pulled from what could have been a perfect game. How do you guys feel about that, by the way? Right move. I... See, thank you. <laughs> Wrong move. Yeah.
1: You have a spring, chance to make history. Spring
2: what training history. was half the length. Kershaw's dealt with injuries the yeah. last few years. He wasn't stretched out to go the full nine. And he agreed with it. Yes. So I, I,
3: at the, at that point like I don't know how anyone yeah. could disagree with it. If he if he's like, "Yeah, I was starting to get sore. I didn't feel like I was stretched out enough."
2: If there had not been a lockout, I think they would I think Dave Roberts would have let him go.
1: Did he say that? Did he say he was sore? And, no, he and...
3: just said i agree with the decision it, it was a weird spring training yeah. we, we haven't been throwing a lot right um to me it was easy it's not about making history it's about winning
1: championships no in that sense yeah. you, you gotta go for it you gotta go for it
2: <laughs> i think literally two starts later two rotation turns later yeah. they let him go he just yeah. wasn't stretched out enough
1: hopefully you don't have to find that out tonight man yeah, hopefully not <laughs> I
2: mean, but uh if 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 we do, I'll be very sad. Huascar Huascar Enoah pitching for the Braves got shelled last week. It's bringing him. Oh,
3: uh, Rockies only one and only no hitter in franchise history came against the Braves. Yes, I was there. Yes, it did. With yes, Baldo you balled, He yeah. was
2: he was effectively wild. Yes, yeah, seven and then walks. He, and then he settled down like he was. The, his last three innings were his best in yeah. that game.
3: This is the opposite of a perfect game. Well, yeah, not the opposite, but as far from a perfect game as you can get yeah, while yeah. throwing a
2: no hitter. It was. There were ducks on the pond, first five, six innings, and they settled down. Yep.
1: And speaking of interesting, let's hop in to the second week of our player prospect preview of who the Broncos could pick with the 64th overall pick. And I said, speaking of interesting, because the guy we're talking about today, Bernard Raymond. Boy, is he interesting. 6'7", 305-pound offensive tackle coming from Central Michigan. And why he's interesting, not just because he's almost double my size and in terms of height, uh, but he is also a former wide receiver, a former tight end. He's only been an offensive tackle for two years. This guy is very talented, uh, but very raw as well.
2: He's from Austria, took up football relatively late He's literally added 58 pounds over the last four and a half years. Now, that being said, he has some work to do on his body because it's 58 pounds. It's not muscle 50. It's not all muscle, 58 pounds. Mm-hmm. Some of it is you got to eat to get bigger. So yep. he's going to have to kind of uh, work on his body a That's little my motto.
3: Yeah. Hey. It's not working. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, you know,
2: some of us have the opposite problem, right? I mean, he's, you know, he's trying to keep he's trying to keep weight on. Very, very quick feet, very agile. The tr- If you the only thing you can knock physically is the arms, but if you're looking at somebody whose skill set is cut from central casting for zone blocking, this is the guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I think back in back, – you think back to like 16 years ago when Mike Shanahan was still coaching the Broncos, we would have been looking at Raymond and saying, okay, this might be the number one offensive lineman they target because – his skill set and his size and his fluidity does fit zone blocking so well.
3: And we've hit, he's not going to be there season yep, in yes, the
1: comments. yeah,
2: we have.
3: It's, it's been, it's nice. It's been, you know, we, we've made it all the way yep. till April 18th before I had to deal with he's not going to be there Twitter or What's he's not is, going to be there comments.
1: What's crazy is 100 guys aren't going to be there according to, uh, exactly. to people. Exactly.
3: So who knows? Yeah. He might go early. He might fall. We never know with this stuff. There's always surprises. There's always guys who you think will will go, that don't go. What I will say is I just love having an athlete at that position. Um, And it's not everything. As we know, Garrett Bulls, elite lacrosse player. Um, So, cross sport, you know, athleticism doesn't always necessarily instantly translate, but – I I just like this idea. My only issue is we need to take one of the ends off the end of his name and put it after the I, so he can be Rain Man.
1: Yeah, I love that, and I would love this pick for the Broncos because what do the Broncos not need right now? They don't need an instant starter. They want. They they got. They they would really benefit from someone with a high ceiling. And this is something that that he has. He could sit for a year and then potentially maybe we're talking about him being the Garrett Bowles replacement over at left tackle or maybe he's the future at right tackle. This would be a great pick if he's there. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to the comments? Any let's super chats? No super chats.
3: All right. Let's go right into the comment section on thednvr.com. Become
1: a member. Oh, And we will read your comments every damn day. And the first one coming in from 4140 says, Hearing how Zach's mother wouldn't buy anything orange reminds me of a story I would like to tell you all. My wife doesn't care about sports and she hates the color orange. So for every holiday, I would joke that I was going to get her an orange Broncos jersey. Eventually, she started to reply with, You can get me a Broncos jersey as long as you get me a green one, which is her favorite color. One day in 2017, months before Christmas, I was at work and it hit me out of nowhere. Get her a Virgil green jersey. Right away, bought one and was excited for months telling her I got her a green Broncos jersey, and she would just laugh it off. Her face on Christmas was priceless. She must still love me because she will still wear it once a year on <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Go Broncos. Let's ride. Can that's we get awesome. it in a game that the Broncos are on
3: a day that the Broncos are playing?
1: <laughs> Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Yeah. Exactly. I love that.
3: That's very clever. That is a good. That's a good story for Mark. It snatch. It's been a while. Hey, guys, uh, since the offseason, let's go around the league. Every fan. Of every team, except maybe the Texans, has one thing they love to gripe about, Hall of Fame snubs. Uh, some were just hard to gauge their impact. Some were overlooked. Others were despised, a la the Jose Canseco effect. Uh, some flew so far into the radar, no one outside of the team's fans uh, knew who they were. Given these unsung heroes of the gridiron, starting in the NFC West, who is the most glaring Cardinals Hall of Fame snub?
1: Yeah, to be honest, I'm not an expert in every team's Hall of Fame snub. So, Mace, I know you're doing the research now.
2: There isn't, uh, there are some that argue that Adrian Wilson is a Hall of Fame snub. I know there was an article that kind of said him, but uh, that said him a few years ago, but he's very fringy as a Hall of Fame candidate. Like if you look at other safeties, we've talked about, you know, we just talked, we know a lot about Hall of Fame safeties here, right? Adrian Wilson's resume does not come close to that of John Lynch or Steve Atwater, right? Or even Dennis Smith, who I think is a legitimate Hall of Fame snub, uh, they they have a lot of guys who would kind of be in that uh what that that range of what Peter King calls the hall of very good. Yeah, five-time
1: like, pro bowler. Yeah. That's Adrian Wilson. If you
2: go back to the 1980s, they had a a really terrific wide receiver that there was a deep threat named Roy Green, a converted cornerback, but he he's a and he was an electric player for a few years in the in the 80s. He's a hall of very good guy. Uh you look yeah, you know, Aeneas Williams is in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner who went there at the end of his career he's in the hall of fame uh larry wilson's in in the hall of fame roger worley is in the hall of fame going back dan Deerdorf's in the hall of fame um conrad dober won't be in the hall of fame even though he's a memorable player from the 70s because he's kind of a dirty player so no so I, snubs, I don't i don't think know. arizona's got anything to complain about
3: um jake Plummer. all right moving on <laughs> bronco superfan my boys they love the content enjoyed listening with d-line on friday a couple of comments first just got the let's ride and kemperer shirts great quality style and artwork i love them love that uh second there have been talks of wilson's chance of winning mvp but it's a bad idea here's why the last league mvp to hoist the lombardi in the same season was kurt warner in 1999 nine league mvps since 2000 have made the super bowl but all lost i'd rather you have to change the opening song because number five we're still waiting for than russ Mm. win the mvp Love all the DNVR team podcasts and keep up the outstanding coverage.
1: Yeah, I see where you're coming from, but if you have the the best quarterback in the
3: the
2: league,
1: the best quarterback in the league, yeah, you're going to have a chance, and I'm going to sign up for that.
2: Maybe they don't win it that year, but like, you know, Tom Brady has been has been mvp a few times peyton manning was mvp a bunch of times mahomes was mvp one year he won the super bowl the next year
3: yeah also um, the only thing i can think of is you become a little too reliant on like passing the ball you know for Mm -hmm. example if your quarterback is that dominant and then you know, you can't run it when you need to in the cold. That's like the only thing I can think of where there would be some sort of correlation. Yeah, I
1: mean, just thinking about the, the two ones that popped in my mind, Peyton Manning in 2013 mm-hmm. against the Seahawks. That was just a nightmare of a game. The Seahawks were perfect for, for, to defend that. And also the Bronx are missing so many players. And then I think of Mahomes in the Super Bowl. He was missing his two tackles. That's really, really tough. Mm, excuses,
3: cast. excuses. I will say one thing that is interesting. I just use the same excuse for the Broncos it, yeah. in 2013. I mean, one thing
2: that is interesting, though, is since Kurt Warner won it in 99, then two years ago, Kurt Warner started the streak of MVPs who lost the Super Bowl because he, he won it MVP in 01, Rams lose the Super Bowl, and then the next MVP in the Super Bowl was Rich Cannon, Raiders lost. Next MVP in the Super Bowl was Sean Alexander, Seahawks lost. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Yep. You, Peyton Manning again. Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady. I, that's the last eight MVPs to play in the Super Bowl that year all took the L.
3: That. There cannot be uh, any sort of reason for that other than just luck.
2: Yeah,
1: it Mm -hmm. does seem like that. Ozzy Dan with a really cool one here. He says, good day, boys. Just wanted to let you know that I managed to stumble across the line in my four-marathon ASL fundraiser. Clap it up, right on. He says, I started at midnight and was done by 11.20 p.m. After a few sore days, despite full of blisters, I feel recovered and extremely proud, as you should be. I also managed to raise over $13,000. I'd love to go more in detail, but I'll save that for when I get to meet you later this year. Bring in the schedule release so I can work out which game we can attend while the other USA or while while on our USA vacation. Go Broncos, Ozzy Dan. That is so freaking cool. And he ran Dan, for twelve straight hours. Twenty four straight
3: hours. Oh, sorry, twenty four that's what I meant. Yeah. Twenty four yeah. straight hours. Yeah,
1: twenty four straight hours, and this is only like three days later. He says he's fully recovered. Are you kidding
3: me? I would never fully recover. <laughs> no,
1: no way.
3: Just, just box me up.
1: Yeah. Yes,
3: you're done. Yeah, uh, We're a little short on time here, so let's try to hit uh, one or two more um, and then get out of here. Sobe Brothers says, good morning, gentlemen. Sorry if you've announced this earlier and we missed it. What are your plans for the NFL draft? Good question. We would love to do a dual-screen official draft coverage and get live reactions and conversation from you guys, muting the official coverage, of course. Uh, That is exactly what we're doing. For the third straight (laughs) year, we will have our NFL draft day live coverage. We just – put together a really awesome plan for it going to be really exciting obviously a little different this year with the broncos not having a first round pick yet and likely not at all um but we still will be live throughout the entirety of the first round talking about how moves could impact the afc west the afc at large obviously now we get to think about things like that um like the playoffs so we'll be discussing all that we're hoping to have some really great guests both days um but you can count on us to be with you through all of day one, all of day two, and then uh, for a full wrap-up show at the end of day
1: three. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. You're going to want to make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can catch the live show. If you're with, with us right now, hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it as well.
3: And that is probably a good place for us to wrap things up. So we'll see you down here at the DNVR bar tonight for the Nuggets game. Uh, and we'll see you, of course, right back here on YouTube tomorrow.